Welcome once again to uh, Sharing Socks, our first totally postseason edition. Wow. I'm uh, duty uh, Southside Sox geezer uh, Lee Allen. With me, my son Will, our California correspondent, mm-hmm. who uh, not only is in California, but last night was out in the middle of nowhere in California and actually listened to Game 6 of the World Series on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> radio. When I was a kid. <laughs> Who knew that there even was still radio? It was exciting. (laughs) Well, let's start. Let's start with last night. I think that Kevin Cash owes Justin Turner a great big thank you, flowers, uh, a Rolex, a few million dollars, whatever. Because had it not been for the total idiocy of Justin Turner and unbelievable act of Justin Turner... Kevin Cash's decision to pull Blake Snell would be the headline on everything. (laughs) Without a doubt. And today I've seen nothing about it. (laughs) I've seen a little bit that says, boy, that was really strange that they'd pull Blake Snell, who's pitching the game of his life and brings in a guy who can't get anybody out in the playoffs in order to lose game six. Um, And that was what everything was for an hour you were listening on the radio but on, on tv i mean john smoltz just kept coming back to it it's just unbelievable that snell was picked just because you say we don't go through a lineup three times he had struck out the next three guys six times out of six at bats yeah they had no i don't think they had a loud foul i'm not sure they had a foul the first inning was 11 pitches he struck the three of them out I, uh, I of course, didn't see the pitching, but from everything that I was hearing, it definitely sounded like Snell was on big time. Unbelievable. He he was, if you want to say peak Blake Snell or peak Sandy Koufax, whatever you want to call it, wonderful. Every spot was being hit, and if he missed, he missed like two feet. (laughs) It just wasn't going to happen that anything bad occurred. And he gives up two singles in five and a third, and he's gone just because we don't go through the order three times. That's why a manager has to have brains beyond the data. The data is wonderful, and somebody should know that, and somebody should pass it along, and he should look at it, and he should care about it. But maybe he needs to think a little, too. Well, and you brought up the good point that they brought they brought uh, someone in to face bets who's got crazy reverse splits. And so it didn't even make sense necessarily in terms of analytics. Um, well, plus, Anderson had given up a run, and, and he had had a great season, great regular season, unbelievable regular season. But in the postseason, whether it's nerves or what it is, he gave up a run in every single appearance that he made. Why do you bring that guy in for the top of the order? It makes, in a it makes absolutely ball? no sense. None, none of the decision-making made sense. I mean, I get... I get pulling Snell, sort of, not really. 73 pitches. Uh, but but pulling him to put in your sort of worst pitcher of the moment, uh, really strange. With all those guys still able to throw, it, I don't know why you go to him unless you're aiming for some sort of weird hero moment uh, <laughs> of, oh, man, he trusted Anderson, and Anderson got it done, and he's a hero. But we really knew that wasn't going to happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, Snell's face said it all. You know, if, if you're pitching for the Rays, 
you don't see a lot of reactions when guys are taken out of games because that's just how they play. They, they change pitchers every three seconds and they're really good at it for the most part. So it's rare to see a raised pitcher really look ticked when they're pulled out of the game. And Snell looked like he could have, he could have murdered someone. Uh, I believe what I read from somebody's uh, report this morning was Snell uttered an expletive. <laughs> I think he yes. probably uttered a whole bunch of expletives. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was shocking. And the moral of the story is you can't win a world series if you can only, if you only have one guy who can hit, um, so you can't blame it all on that decision. You've got to score more than one run against the Dodgers to beat the Dodgers. So you can't put it all on that decision, but it was definitely a weird one. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe uh, Kevin Cash called in the uh, positive COVID test there in the eighth inning so that he could get Twitter off his back uh, before he even got home. <laughs> Well, and the word is this morning that actually the first test was positive, not been consequent, not uh, undetermined, and that was on the second inning, which is an interesting fact. If if fact is interesting, and you got to say with that, and you're right, the, the the Rays can't hit, and the fact that the team that hits that badly was taken that far tells you that Kevin Cash really is a very good manager. He just had a terrible brain fart. Uh, yeah. yeah, that should I not mean, have occurred. I mean, Cash, we know Cash is a good manager. Um, we know he's one of the best managers. So, yeah, it, it was a, an absurd decision, but, you know, it's over now. And plus, he's going to get the last laugh because now all the Dodgers are going to get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's not the one who struck out 16 times against the other team's bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- there's there's no way around the the – offensive troubles of the Rays. Uh, it's shocking to me that they made it as far as they did just because they they really just can't hit. Um, outside of, of course, the guy who ended up being the better young Cuban rookie this year <laughs> uh, really put a damper on all my Luis uh, Robert enthusiasm to see Randy Rosarena go out there and bash 10 homers. And Rosarena, you know, he only played a month. Yeah, he was out for COVID for for much of the year. He's also man the way he stares down pitchers while he's batting. Wow, <laughs> that is a tough dude. He and Mookie Betts, I think, have the two nastiest like snarls at pitchers. And Arozarena gets mad if you don't challenge him too. It is it is wild for a rookie to go up with that attitude. But when you've already got, you know, 10 home runs, might as well. When you, when you set every record in the World Series that can be set, yeah, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe Blake Snell will be so upset that he demands a trade. And since Tampa Bay is desperate for offense, we could send one of our pretty good offensive players in exchange for Snell and solve problems for both teams. That would be nice. That would be really great. Uh, that is pure dreaming. <laughs> I'd be shocked, but, you know, Snell, this could be the uh, straw that breaks the camel's back. If Snell's looking for a huge payday and um, he wants out and he's vocal about it, you never know. The Rays will do anything to dump money. Um, and I don't know what Snell's getting paid, but he's got to be the only guy on the team getting paid. <laughs> Maybe Charlie Morton's making a mill. I don't know. I'd have to look at those numbers. Um, 
speaking for let's get from paid to shouldn't be paid. It's interesting. I looked at the Major League Baseball protocols on COVID just a little bit ago. And when they updated the protocols in late August, it said that anybody who either repeatedly, which does not occur here, or flagrantly violates the rules, and you cannot be more flagrant a violation of the rules than Justin Turner was last night, yeah. to know that you have tested positive, that you have tested positive at least one and a half times, if not a full twice, and to go out and pull the stunts that he pulled last night, that's flagrant as can be. And it said, if you have a flagrant violation, you should be, you will be removed from baseball for the rest of the season, including the postseason. If Rob Manfred had any guts, which Rob Manfred, of course, we know does not, but if Manfred, Manfred had any guts, Turner would be banned next year. And then the union's going to fight it. And then at that point, Manfred lets the union win and cuts it to 60 days. Yeah which is what you get for testing positive for a pet. Yeah. You get 60 days. You cut it to 60 days. You cost Turner $5 million. So it's a pretty damn decent penalty and a learning experience for all. And you go from that point on. He's got to do something. He, he cannot let that ride. Well, and, and the then there's concern the- is, you know, he's got a photo maskless next to Dave Roberts who is, you know, coming up on one of the most, he's almost one of the most vulnerable people for something like that. Well, he's a cancer victim. He's, he's a cancer victim. He's a person of color. He's older. Like, it's, it's all, oh, Turner. I mean, you could, we could always tell by looking at Justin Turner that the guy was a bona fide idiot. Like, he just looks like he's got nothing going on in his head at all times. But usually I just think, oh, Justin Turner probably goes home and chews on rocks for breakfast because he's, he's an idiot. But this was putting other people in danger. And I get it. You won the World Series. You want to be out there. But come on. I mean, I, I don't even know what the penalty should be. If, if, you know, if they don't win that game, do, do you go on a two-week break before game seven? I mean, what do you even do? Keith, o- Keith Oberman has suggested they should have forfeited Game Six because of, because the stories are now that they're you know the test result from Monday had come back in the second inning, which is when they should have pulled him and put him in isolation, and they didn't. Now he had no impact on the game. It's not like you wouldn't have won if you didn't have Turner out there, but nonetheless, the actions by Los Angeles very questionable, and. Going beyond Oberman, who can be a pretty tough guy at, at, in, in his analyses. Sure. Uh, there's the question of it said Major League Baseball people told him he could not come out of the isolation room. And so did team officials. But some team officials suggested he could go on out. Those team officials should be gone. They don't have a union, they're gone. It wasn't Dave Roberts or any of the coaching staff because they're out in the field. It was, it was a suit. Yeah a suit or two suits from the Dodgers said, yeah. go on out there and infect the rest of our team or some reporters and whatever's out there, go for it. Those guys should just be gone. They should absolutely be gone. And I think what we're going to see is probably some stupid deal Manfred's going to make to throw, throw coaches and execs under the bus and <laughs> give Turner immunity uh, which hopefully he'll have after recovering from COVID, which he currently has, we know for sure. 
Um, it, it is just reckless. It's garbage. I, I think I agree with Olbermann. I mean, as soon as you find out that he, they knew in the second inning and that guy's still out on the field, you forfeit the game. You forfeit the game. You broke, you broke the rule. And now people are in jeopardy of, of getting seriously hurt for a team that moans so much about what the Astros did to go out and do a knucklehead bonehead garbage move like this. It's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. I, I don't know what we're going to find out about what went on behind the scenes, but I know we're not ever going to find out the truth. And, you know, this, this world series meant less anyway, just because of this weird little stupid season. But now it's just like, I, I just don't even care to to hell with them. That that was just absolutely. Oh gosh! All right. That's, that's it. So All the right. Dodgers went from a tainted World Series to a tainted World Series, one each way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, we move on to the fact that the season is now over. The World Series is now over, uh, which means it's uh, free agent time coming up. You've got the, the teams have five days to work things out with any of their free agents. So they get to make their tender offers that were not which in the White Sox is not very important. It's Encarnacion and Gonzalez. And yeah, the only important one is what they decide to do with uh, Leori. And uh, they could even non-tender Leori and probably get him back. Uh, probably. They, they, you know, you read people's uh, off-season uh, plans. They go about 50-50 on him. I, I love him, but... Oh, there's no know, doubt. He's, he's valuable to the team. There's no doubt about that. But I think you're right. I think they can get him back. Uh, so we go on to the manager's situation. It means you now can you can talk to uh, A.J. Hinch. You can talk to Alex Cora, uh, which the White Sox presumably want to talk to at least Hinch. We still have, um, and it's interesting, uh, MLB Trade Rumors lists what the three teams with managerial openings have done so far. And the Red Sox and the Tigers each have interviewed like eight to ten guys and have four or five more guys on their consideration list, including Hinch and Cora. And the White Sox are listed as having interviewed La Russa and having Hinch on their consideration list, which tells you <laughs> either, they say, either Rick Hahn is a CIA-level secret keeper or, or they're not really doing due diligence here. <laughs> Stories are today. There's stories coming out from various places, including Bob Nightingale, which you cannot trust very much. But he is Jerry Reinsdorf's little talking puppet, his, his mannequin, uh, or his um, what are those marionette? Uh, that it's Larusa's to lose. Dave Duncan, who was Larusa's pitching coach back when they were both, you know, barely into uh, Medicare. Uh, has said that Larusa asked him to be his pitching coach in Chicago, and he turned him down. And of course, Duncan's only seventy-five, so I, I figure we're going from Larusa at seventy-six. Duncan's I'm seventy-four, so I'm next. So I'm looking really forward to what could happen here. That's true. Uh, you're uh, you're next in line to the throne. Um, let's talk about uh, Larusa, but first, let's take a quick break. All right, Tony Larusa. Uh, don't want him. Don't like him. Don't need him. I 
just I mean it's so it's so Reinsdorf for this to be what we're talking about right now. Um, <laughs> it's just I, I still don't think it's going to happen. I think what will happen is after Dave Roberts recovers from COVID. Uh, he's the one that Turner will throw under the bus and then he'll Manfred will fire him and then we can at least pick him up because uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any bad feelings towards Dave Roberts. Well, speaking of Dave Roberts, in, in addition to the Hinch and Corey, and I wrote a, a long piece on Hinch, an analytical piece rather than a, he's a liar and a cheat piece of it. Rows and rows of numbers on why Hinch really isn't a very good manager from the evidence that we have available because yeah. he just had super players. And boy, did people take issue with that. <laughs> I mean, I got, I am, as, I, as I told Brad, our, our editor, I was a political writer for 40 years, so if they don't have death threats, I'm fine. <laughs> but they, they really, really took issue, which is fine and good. What you're trying to do is start the conversation. Um, but in addition to those two guys, it also means to know that the World Series is over, that you can talk to people in the Dodger or Rays systems, which means uh, Matt Quattraro with, with the, the Rays and Bob Guerin, who is the bench coach with the Dodgers. Guerin, I looked up, now Quattraro has no managerial experience. Guerin does, and it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, he, he took over the A's, had been winning, 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 and they some bizarre reason uh, fired Ken Macha, who had been extremely successful, and uh, inserted Garen, who was extremely unsuccessful. In four and a half years, he had one 500 season. The rest were below 500. I think as few as 70 wins. And then when they fired him, they got real good again. So it's not... <laughs> doesn't necessarily you know you have to look at the players and everything but it didn't look I even looked at their transactions at the two ends of his time and there weren't anything major it's not like after they fired him they they went out and picked up uh, Justin Verlander uh, they used to do that <laughs> yeah no they don't <laughs> so so um I don't know about Garen but I think Petrano is a very interesting possibility and he's on most people's lists I think yeah, I mean, the key thing for us and, and who we find is just going to be finding the guy who's best at bringing up young talent because we are going to be pretty much exclusively a young team, save uh, Grandpa Abreu, um, who plays like a young guy anyway. So Now he does. <laughs> now he does. Now that he's re-energized. Um, so, I mean – I don't know. I, I really don't know where this is going to go, where this is going to land. Um, you know, you've, you've done more research about the, the bench coaches and, and the minor league managers and, and stuff like that. But I, I feel clueless right now on where this thing is going to end up. And that could be, uh, that could be, you know, blissful ignorance that they really are going to sign La Russa and we're going to have to deal with that. Uh, nonsense and he is in my opinion just the wrong choice uh I'm sure you've picked up on that by now um <laughs> I and I would love to not get Hinch I got no desire to get Hinch uh, I know he took the fall for you know the cheating scandal but but he was the manager the manager could stop that in a minute 
I hear that drum beat once whoever's at the plate is pulled out of that game that minute. It's going to be a little embarrassing, isn't it? It's over. It's done. You know, he could well, have finished would you it. say that same thing then about Dave Roberts not pulling Justin Turner until the eighth? If in, if in fact Roberts knew. You don't. You know that the dot, well, you don't know, but you know MLB knew. You know that MLB passed it to the Dodgers. Now, did the Dodgers tell Roberts at that point, or did somebody in the organization hold on to it at that point? We, we, we don't know all of the details of the sequence of events. Yeah, yet. that's correct. If Roberts knew in the second inning, uh, that's bad. That's really bad. That's really bad if he knew in the second inning, because now you're just talking about putting people's lives in jeopardy by trying to win this game. And I get it. It's a big game. It's a big game. But at the same time, those are the rules. And just, you know, it just Robert's character through the years, it just goes against it. I agree. I agree. Uh, it, it seems like something where they would have to keep Roberts in the dark to be able to, to get away with it. Just because I, I don't see Dave Roberts as the kind of guy who's going to, you know, keep it hushed so that he can get five more innings from Justin Turner. Uh, who has struck out twice. <laughs> yeah, who, who is, you know, he's he's good ball player, of course, but they got a lot of good ball players. <laughs> so it's not like if Turner goes out, you got nobody who can play for you. Their, their bench is deep. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it was just such a terrible, terrible move. And and that it did did save Kevin Cash <laughs> quite a bit at the time. Yeah, I mean Turner, you know, professional athletes are often, and this would be in the case of baseball, the non-Hispanic ones who met many of whom grew up in extreme poverty in whatever country they, they grew up in. But the American born ones are mostly pampered from very early in life. The, you know, the football and, and baseball players maybe not so much, except that they probably were also star football or and or basketball players in, in their high schools and whatnot. So they get an attitude. They can get, not they do get. They can get an attitude of the rules don't apply to them, and they're going to do whatever they want, which seems to be Kevin Turner. That certainly doesn't go across the board. You you got guys who give back to the community hugely. The, the Tim Andersons of the world. You got guys who are brilliant, intellectual. Uh, people in general who, who can look at things from all different angles and, and like like Lucas Giolito, you, you get really, really good guys and smart guys, but you got a lot of just uppity jerks too. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's just kind of typical garbage, white privilege in a lot of ways, scenarios. Um, that's what, you know, Tim Anderson's different. Tim Anderson, you know, he's he's not, he's not, an average white guy and so you know he didn't have he didn't have everything just handed to him probably on the way up and Turner I I don't know his past I can't speak to it but yeah that's the mentality it's like I don't know I I I really was disappointed by that and I think you're right I think it's like these guys are held up as gods from a young age and uh, they don't really have to think about people other than themselves a lot of the time. And that's 100% what we saw from Justin Turner last yeah, night. It's kind of interesting how different Giolito is from that. Because he talked about growing up in privilege. I mean, his family was downright rich. Hollywood biggies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and talk about a down-to-earth 
and, and uh, just charming <laughs> human being. Uh, who would not do what Justin Turner just did, I think. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I, who, who's to say why Giolito turned out well? I, I know people who actually have done plays with uh, a guy who used to date Lucas's mom. Um, <laughs> way back in the day, I think, or maybe they're just friends, but I think they were like old, old flame from way back in the day. Uh, and he, he speaks glowingly of that entire family. So it's, I think, he, you know, Lucas just got some, some good parents to push him in the right direction. And Justin Turner was, uh, you know, his dad, redheaded Bigfoot, I would assume. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean the Turner family could be wonderful. We we yeah, always they might be great. They might be awesome. I don't know. I'm not hating on all the Turners, <laughs> but I am hating on Justin Turner today. Yeah, I, I think I think he's earned that. All right, anything else? I don't think so. We got a we got a long break until we see baseball again. <laughs> oh, um, that's for sure. But a lot of uh, a lot of things will start moving, I would think, pretty quickly um, in the off season, and we'll see what happens. It was a really disappointing way to end the year, um, especially after that incredible Tampa uh, sort of comeback game. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in the fallout from the Justin Turner thing, and we'll be back to talk off season stuff next week. Remind, yeah, it does remind me of the the closing line from the great great stage play uh, baseball stage play take me out where the very closing line is the little nebbish accountant who becomes uh, the rep for the for the huge star and who never liked baseball before goes what are we going to do until spring yeah i feel that really hard right now because <laughs> i'm i can't get into football i just don't care and basketball's over too and I'm in the city where we have two championships, but no one seemed to watch the NBA finals really based on their ratings. And now Justin Turner coveted the uh, world series. So let's hope for 2021 bringing us, uh, you know, a little, a little bit more of what we're used to in sports.